Well, hello there, friends. Welcome into another episode of Subscription Web Design. I hope this finds you doing well. I'm excited to come to you with a, a topic that I'm passionate about, and that is the advantages, specifically five advantages, of subscription web design over traditional pricing models. We're going to dive right into that. I've got five great things for you that I think you're going to be able to take to heart and um, uh, again, I'm still in these early episodes trying to push you into uh, understanding that this model is a way to go that could be super transformational for your life. couple very quick items of housekeeping, okay? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my, my thumb. I'm holding it up to the camera. My my thumb, uh, I had a traumatic injury the other day. I took a chunk out of my thumb on a ceramic mug. I wish the story was a lot cooler. Um, it's definitely not cool, okay? Uh, but it did happen. And so I'm, I'm able to do a lot less writing than I typically do. On a weekly basis, I do a ton of writing. I'm not doing as much writing while this heals up. Honestly, it's probably going to take about a month or longer to get healed up. It's pretty gnarly looking. Uh, so... I decided, well, I'm going to make the best of a bad situation, and one thing that I want to do is bring you, for the next few weeks at least, two episodes of subscription web design per week. That way, new people who find the podcast can jump right in, dive right in, and get lots of information early. The algorithms and everything in the different platforms will uh, hopefully keep on rising the subscription web design podcast up to the top. And by the way, that's starting to happen a little bit. It's really, really exciting. Um, I'm seeing if you search for subscription or if you search for web design, we're starting to rise up a little bit. And I want to rise all the way to the top as far as we can go because I want more people to find out about what we're doing here. I want more people to be able to build a life and a business that they love through subscription web design. And if you're listening to this, that means you probably want the same for yourself and for them as well. So I'm going to ask a favor. I would love for you to go to lovethepodcast.com slash subscription web design love the podcast.com slash subscription web design and what that's going to do is take you directly to the link for whichever platform that you prefer to go leave a review on and i would love your honest review and uh, hey if you're in the mood to give me a five star written review that would be super great. I would love that because I really think, number one, it would be great because some of the different platforms factor the amount and the ratings and everything of reviews into their algorithms. And so I'd love to float this up to the top, but also just so that as people are checking the podcast out, they know whether or not it's a show for them. Okay. I'd like to thank my friend and student, Megan. She left a very, very sweet review for me on the podcast. And I would love it if a few of you wouldn't mind going and doing that for me. And I say a few of you, because I know some, a lot of you won't. So just assume that everybody else isn't. And if you'll go do it, that would make a big, big difference for me. And I would appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So Again, the two quick announcements are uh, for the next few weeks, at least, we're going to do two episodes instead of just one per week. And uh, I'm only committing to that for a short term. And then secondly is to go please leave a review so that we can get this in the hands of more people as quickly as possible. Okay, so let's do it. Let's get in. Let's talk about the five advantages of subscription web design over traditional pricing models. All right, the first advantage here is stability stability. The ability to know that what is coming in in this month is probably going to be the same thing, if not more, that comes in next month and the month after and the month after. 
as we dive more into what subscription web design actually is, and we dive more into subscription and membership terminology and things, one of the things that we're going to talk about is churn. And simply, churn is the concept of whatever the percentage is of the new people that you're bringing in on a given month versus the people that are leaving in a given month. Okay, whatever that percentage differential is, then that's going to be your churn rate. And I, I don't know a, a way to give you an average uh, churn rate for this industry because it's so new, it's so different, it's so novel. I have no idea how on earth you would you would possibly come up with that in terms of something that you could expect. All I know is it's a number that we want to be as low as possible at all times, okay? Churn, we want to reduce and we want it to be as low as possible at all times. And again, for most people, I think you're going to find, especially if you have minimum lease terms, like I talk about, you know, 18 months or whatever, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, then you're not going to have any problem with stability. Because when you bring a new client on, you're going to know that for at least the next 18 months, they are legally and ethically obligated to pay you. So for at least the next 18 months from the time a contract starts, you know that you have a guaranteed certain amount of monthly income from that client that's going to be coming. And then what you can do is plan around that. Now for me, look at, I always go into it thinking positively and, um, and addressing the relationship with the client positively, meaning I always assume that they're going to stay past 18 months with me. It's kind of like Netflix. I've had my Netflix subscription since 2007, okay? And, you know, despite the fact that I have my disagreements and things with, with, with them on different, um, um, you know, philosophies of, of living and all, um, I have not canceled it yet, okay? Even though I don't like some of the shows on there, I'm not going to let my kids watch some of the shows on there. I haven't canceled it yet. And I'm not going to say right now that they have a customer for life. They may not. But as far as they're concerned, they want me to be a customer for life. And they're kind of assuming that I am. And I've paid them consistently month after month after month since 2007. Okay. So that's how I want you to be thinking with your clients. Stability. But what I'm getting at is the minimum that you can plan for is whatever you make that minimum lease on your contract. Is it 12 months? Is it 18 months? Is it 24 months? Is it something else? You can plan around that. And then as long as you can make sure that that income gets replaced by the next client coming up or whatever, then you're good to go. It sounds difficult, but it's really, really not because I think most of us are going to have very low churn rates. As long as you're doing a good job, you're answering your clients' phone calls and emails, you're responding, and you are... Um, you know, when they need something, you're there, then I think you're good to go. And I think that your clients are going to be very happy with you and are going to plan to stick around for a long time. All right. The second advantage of subscription web design over traditional pricing models is flexibility. Flexibility. Now, what do I mean by flexibility? By flexibility, I mean you have the ability to change your mind. Okay. And this is going to come in a little bit. I thought about combining these two, but they are a little different because the next one is optionality. With flexibility, what I'm really getting at is you have the ability to change things as you go and it not make a huge deal, not make a huge difference in your business. So you can do things like, um, setting up a niche website for your subscription web design services. So let's say that you want to do an experiment with subscription web design and you don't want to go plastering about your subscription model all over your um, main agency website or freelancer website, whatever have you. Well, 
Of course you could do that, but you don't have to. What you could do is set up an entirely separate domain and maybe it's niched around a particular niche that you want to go into or or maybe not. Maybe it's just a separate domain simply for your subscription web design services. Maybe you give it a cool name or something like that and set up those domain names. You can definitely do that. Um, flexibility in other ways, like you can um, financially do things that are a little different. So if you have certain software tools that you'd like to get or plugins that you'd like to get, or you know, you'd like to uh, think about bringing on a person, you can absolutely do that with subscription web design because of how flexible it is. You're not having to worry about money being replenished next month by new clients that you have to go out and find. Instead of spending all your time thinking about new clients, you can spend more time thinking about your uh, current clients, thinking about your current systems and processes. How could they be improved? What could you do? Could you reach out to a current client and get them into an upsell? Could you upsell them into another sort of subscription uh, plan for something that you're planning on offering? So tons of flexibility and options here within subscription web design. You don't have to do it just the way that I say or even the way that others, um, other students or other colleagues or whatever are doing it. You can make this thing your own and subscription web design gives you the flexibility to do that. Okay, the next one is optionality. And with optionality, what I'm getting at is really more of the ability to say yes or to say no. I'm talking about something that gives you options. And let me just give you an example from a book, okay? So if, if flexibility is more about what's going on in the sort of day-to-day, -day, the month-to-month -month in your business, optionality is a little bit bigger picture. One of my favorite books is written by John Warlow, and it's called Built to Sell built to sell. And he describes this perfectly in the intro of the book. And I'm not going to quote it, but I'm just going to give you the idea. Even though the book is called built to sell, he realizes that a lot of people who are reading the book are not necessarily looking to sell their business. Okay. Um, and they don't know that in the future, whether or not, you know, they'll be thinking about selling their business, but maybe they just want to design a business that runs without them. Maybe they want to be able to sell the business. Maybe they want to be able to hand the business down to a family member, whatever have you. The point is, is, this is optionality, okay? This is optionality. This is the ability to uh, make plans for certain ends or for certain things in your business or not to. For example, we're going to talk about scaling in just a minute. And optionality can apply to this. Um, a subscription web design model gives you the optionality of whether or not you'd like to scale the business or you'd like to keep it small. Believe it or not, both of these things are possible and you can make a great income with it if you apply subscription web design to your business. So you have stability, uh, things keep coming in over and over again every month and you are uh, working with more of a predictable pricing structure. You have flexibility because within the business itself, you can make uh, lots of little decisions on the day-to-day -day or on the month-to-month. -month. And then you have big picture optionality. You have options with your business. And by the way, what's really cool is a subscription web design business, if you are looking to sell, so here's the thing. If you if you think that one day you might want to exit the business and you at least want the ability to do that, then you should consider scaling because if you scale a recurring subscription business and you've removed yourself from the day-to-day, -day, that is the business depends on employees, it depends not on you, the owner. People are willing to value 
predictable income a lot better than um, not as predictable income. So if you have a client base that's paying you whatever, let's just say a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, and you have people who fulfill on all of those services, and I'm talking about from initial contact to sales and marketing, if you've got the whole business running and it doesn't need you, you're just owning the business, even if you're working towards that in 10, 15, 20 years, as a retirement plan, you could sell the business to somebody. You would get a multiple on that annual revenue that's coming in. And there you go. You have the ability and optionality to sell your business. And it's going to be a lot more attractive to buyers because it's a business that runs on autopilot and collects new receivables every single month. Pretty cool stuff. I know that's big picture thinking. Then a lot more of you maybe are doing, but I have to be honest, I'm I'm thinking more along these lines, even though, I mean, I'm young, I'm, I'm 32 years old right now, but you know, I have a family and I have a wife and, and four kids and uh, a 37 year old guy that I, uh, that I know is right now in the hospital fighting for his life in a deep coma. Um, and they've got three kids and it really just sort of brought everything to bear for me in a new way. And it's like, yeah, I really do want to build my business in such a way that, God forbid, if something were to happen to me, my family would be taken care of. Um, I'll be honest with you, just to get even more personal here. You know, with this injury that I have right now, it's crazy. So last Thursday is when this chunk was taken out of my thumb. And that next morning, my wife was having uh, carpal tunnel and cubital tunnel surgery. So she's got surgery. Um, uh, she's, she's in a, a cast right now. And she has got a uh, incision at the palm of her hand and also near her elbow in order to fix these problems. So right now I've got a bum thumb and she's got a bum arm and we're working together. But you know, it's cool, even though I am working and I, I'm able to use a mouse still and type, albeit slowly, um, the reality is that if I really wanted to, aside from maybe a couple meetings, a call here or there, I could literally take off the next few weeks and my business would not be that negatively impacted because the work is still ongoing. My wonderful team, who I just adore, is is carrying on the work and it makes a big difference. That's the kind of optionality okay, that I'm talking about. It's You have the option. Look, if you want to go away for a two or three week vacation, you can. The check's still coming in, the business is still getting done, etc. You can design the life you want and then have the business to fit that. That's where I'm going with that. Okay. Fourthly, the fourth advantage of subscription web design over traditional pricing models is scalability. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time here because I've already talked about some of those, uh, some of those things that sort of bleed into one another. But the point is scalability. With subscription web design, that predictability allows you to know just what it would take to bring somebody in. And by the way, when I talk about scalability, I'm not saying that you have to have somebody fulfill on the work um, or fulfill on all of the work. For example, one buddy of mine, he really likes the business side of it and the development side of it, not so much the design. So he has outsourced the design portion of his builds and that's it. He's doing the design or he's doing the development rather. His designer does the design and he also does some of the business management stuff. Boom, just like that. So scalability is not necessarily, oh, build this huge team and you sit on top as the owner. 
It can be that, but it doesn't have to be. You could just scale out to bring in a personal assistant to help with some of the details, or you could scale out just your social media to help with some of the marketing. So I don't want you to think so absolute. Remember, we're talking flexibility and optionality in the context of stability and now scalability. So what I'm saying is think smaller, make smaller moves, but start making adjustments towards the life you want. Don't just think in terms of the business, clients in, clients out. That's the old way of thinking. That's traditional pricing. That's your traditional model. I'm thinking about what does this newfound stability and flexibility, optionality, scalability, what does this get you? And the fifth one, and finally, and this is where I think it sort of all comes to a head, because all of these stability, flexibility, optionality, scalability, they lead logically to the last one, and that is serenity. Serenity. Yes, I am a uh, teacher of the Bible and a preacher, and you know we're really bad for wanting to alliterate things. Well, this is not alliterated, but I was going to use the word peace, but I had to find something that at least ended with an I-T-Y, okay? So stability, flexibility, optionality, scalability, and serenity. Okay, serenity. And I'm really talking about peace. I'm really talking about you go to sleep at night, you lay your head on the pillow, and you know it's going to be okay because your life and your business is not unpredictable. Sure, stuff happens, uh, of course. Like I did not predict this chunk coming out of my finger. Okay, I've had days where I woke up and I lost a client, and that wasn't cool. It wasn't good. But in every one of those situations, it has turned out to be something better, something for my good. Okay, and I truly believe that for you, and I want you to believe that for yourself. This business model gets away from that client conveyor belt, like I, like I like to say, all right? It gives you serenity. It gives you peace. It gives you confidence in what you do, who you are, what you offer, and the ability to know that you can absolutely rock it without having to scramble and stress, always worrying about where the money is going to come from, where that next client is going to come from. I think over all of these, that is the biggest advantage, okay? Serenity. There is a serenity and a peace that comes with this model that doesn't come with any other. And that's why I think you should definitely employ it in your business. All right. Hope this has been a helpful one for you. Please, again, go to lovethepodcast.com slash subscription web design. Choose the platform of your choice. And if you would, I would love it if you'd leave me a positive review. That would really help me to get this in the hands of more people. God bless. You guys take care. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.